0: What is up, everybody? It's Lo, your host, and the full Vols ATB crew. Alex is back with us, and it is finally Florida Hate Week. It is Florida this Saturday in Neyland. We've been waiting literally what feels like years for this. Um, let's go around, and I want everyone to tell me one thing, and let's—it's got to be somewhat dramatic. One thing that you would give up or do to ensure that the Vols win Saturday?
1: Sheesh, that's kind of like on the spot. Uh, Probably like a no call, no show. Probably like a no call, no show. Like I told my my boss straight up, I was like, um, I know I asked off for Friday and Saturday, but you might as well, you know, give me Sunday off because I'm not going to be able to physically recover in the span of a day if we come out with the win in this game. So I was like off rip. I just need that day extra, so I guess I'd be like uh, skipping a day at work or calling out sick, saying I got sick or something.
2: Yeah, it would have to be uh, sacrificing a family member. Um, you know, oh I mean, God. call it dramatic, but, hey, I mean, we've only beaten them once in the last, you know, 18 years. So anything that we can do to start off one own conference play, I would be more of an willing to do it. So anything for the Vols and, and hyde high and company. So.
3: Honestly, what I would do is I would take a cheese grater to to the bottom of my feet, and then I would walk through a mile of broken glass and salt. Right now, you told me to be dramatic, and I'm dramatic.
4: Jesus. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's the first minute of the show.
0: (laughs) I am. Let's see. I'd be willing to go to Knox County Jail for a full week to pay for the sins of everyone. (laughs) I'd be willing to do that. I think I could run a little... Knoxville jail gang for a week and make it
1: through. Yeah, beyond scared straight.
0: Yeah. Uh, 60 days in
1: with low. Yeah, <laughs> three having, having technical difficulties. I would say um, just just looking forward, I know we're going to talk about it later, but the environment, what's going to be crazy, like, that's all I've been able to think about all week. 101,915. Uh, we saw it show up for Akron when we were at that game. It was crazy for a non-power five or whatever Akron's in. Um, just to see that many people show up and be loud throughout the second half, too. Like, I'm just super excited, and I think you know, the place is gonna be crazy. I hope we don't rush the field. Don't please don't do that. But no. the place is gonna be fucking rocking. Like, we're gonna have that place shaking. It's gonna be borderline dangerous.
0: I think it really is gonna be dangerous. Um, Drew just casually
2: my this this phone is like the biggest piece of shit of all time like anytime that i exit out and have to answer a text message it blows up my face when i try to come back in so i have to like exit out it's a whole entire process it's very frustrating um what was the question i was asked uh
0: we were all just giving our answers about i gave my answer i don't know if you heard it
2: probably not.
0: I said I'd be willing to go to jail in Knox County for a week to pay for the sins of everyone else in Knoxville on Saturday.
2: Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I actually did hear that part, but All right. good to hear it again. I'll
0: do that. Although Alex is – I know that Drew is going to commit a murder, but Alex's just sounds way more
1: painful. Yeah, Alex is doing it to himself. Drew is not you know, scared to do it to a, a gator. Alex wants to – Hey, I, I'm sorry.
2: It's just like, you it's said the pain from Alex's end is really—I mean, it's—it's it's bold move. I mean, not that I would ever do such a thing, but I, I geezer, mean, no, you, you, just call, feed, you, you just gonna you just going kill a loved one. That's fine.
3: You know what? The, the bottom of my feet will grow back, but not a loved one. So you just take that. Drew. Not
0: guaranteed to grow back you're after talking, all that trauma. Exactly.
2: Wait, did
1: you just call yeah. a Gator a loved one? That's I mean, kind of I, mean, ta- I, mean
2: yeah. I mean, you're talking—I mean, I mean, you're talking about—you're talking about using cheese ready towards your feet, so. Not to mention all the nasty bacteria and shit that's probably in broken glass, you're probably going to amputate both your feet. Hey, that's so fine. you're going to be like, uh, what's his name from Forrest Gump? Lieutenant Dan. You'd be like Lieutenant Dan, pretty much. I hey. like
0: telling this to the one that's in med school.
3: Did we say, yeah, did we say, did we say <laughs> give some or give our all? Okay. I'm going to give my all. If that's my all, then I'm going to give it. That's all I'm going to say. Let's all right. It. We'll leave it at that.
0: Dramatic moves coming in the first five minutes of the show.
2: Yeah, off the top always move. takes a turn. Always, <laughs> <takes> a <laughs> turn. Oh, yeah.
0: man. It's been forever since we've all been together. It's crazy.
2: I know you got to really feel for Alex, especially because the two times that he has been gone, we've had Trey Wallace and SDC Mike on. I mean, that's just oh
3: man. Huh. Wait, huh. I do have I do have big news though. Okay, what'd you do? Speaking speaking of school. I got my cap and gown stuff today.
4: It's oh, great. yeah. Bless, nice. up, bless
3: up, bless so, up, up. Yeah.
4: Congratulations.
3: Hey, got, a, got a little top hat and everything. So, next Friday, we get to play dress up and take pictures. But that's all I'm going to say. That's what I've been paying good money for. So, we're
1: almost <laughs> at the finish line. It'd be worth it. Hey, it better be. be that's be 200K down the drain. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to talk about that was, like, crazy. Like, the last time we were all together was Skybox. But, like, we've all been at the Ball State game. And then me and Lowe are at the freaking Akron game in the same section. But the place was so packed and so full that, like, I looked for her all game and literally couldn't even see her in the same row as me. Like, it was wild. That place was packed (laughs) to the brim.
0: You could have caught me on the Jumbotron a few times. I
1: made it, too. I was was chilling. It was great.
0: (laughs) That was fun. That section's great. If you want to see yourself on the big screen, that's a good place to sit it. (laughs) So, I guess Akron, you just brought it up. We won, obviously, 63-6. to Big stat. I'm going to run through a few stats. What I liked, um, no touchdowns allowed. And then I'm going to run through the quarterbacks, you know, hooker 14 of 18, 298 yards, two touchdowns. Milton came in though. And I thought he looked awesome. Four of five, 112 yards, two touchdowns, higher highest QB rating of the three. And then Taven Jackson, two for two, 28 yards. Um, The other thing I thought was interesting in this game that I wanted to bring up for us to talk about was that we had Wright for 23 carries, 96 yards, two rushing touchdowns, and Sampson for eight carries, 57 yards, two rushing touchdowns. So we had four rushing touchdowns on the day, which is very different in comparison to all of the offensive mind and scheme of last year. Um, you know, it always seemed like we were going for the long ball, but now it seems like they're trying to really work into the run game. Do you guys think that we'll do that Saturday? Do you think this was just because of Akron?
1: No, I think it's definitely important. I know last we talked about how we were like all weren't really impressed with the run game. What we needed to see going into this week was, you know, guys like Javar Small, Jalen Wright, and Dylan Sampson get involved and see what you had in that backfield. And you saw them come out. I know it was Akron, but, you know, they got into the end zone four times, like you said. Um, Jalen Wright, I think that's you know huge to see after he didn't have any pad work all off season, and then finally seeing a guy like Dylan Sampson flash, and then Jerry Mack coming out and saying that I trust him to go out there on the big stage now after that performance and play against Florida. That's huge to see. Like we all knew, the freshman had that kind of speed. Um, this offense has always ran and made the big plays off of running. Uh, we saw the injuries. We don't know who's going to play. It sounds like the running back rooms in full health. Still waiting to hear on Cedric Tillman. So if Cedric's out, that running game is going to have to be key. And I definitely think that's something important because when you saw what we were playing all game, I was looking up at that scoreboard looking at South Florida and Florida. When I came back and uh, got home and I watched the tape, it was, you know, Florida, their run defense, absolutely, you know, painful to watch, like a third and 18 gap play where they just ran and converted it where they had no business of making that play. And when you take the hype of offense and how they play in space with the running backs, I think we definitely saw some uh, potential to kind of gap that. And that's definitely going to go into this week, like you said. But it was, you know, great to see. I definitely, you know, wanted Hooker to stay safe. Uh, the running backs got their plays, but Akron was one dirty hell of a team. Like we can't discuss that enough about what Akron was out there doing after they were down a couple of touchdowns. But all in all, um, you know, not too detrimental in health. You know, I think we can go out here and be fine next week. But
2: it was a huge win, and a huge great piece to see. Yeah, I mean, I think it was big that we were able to cover the spread. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of us were pretty much mind-blown when we came out as a 50-point spread. And quite honestly, you could have argued that we should have been a 60-point favorite uh, going into this game. But I think it was overall a good performance. Uh, you know, still, though, I mean, I know that, like, the running game has definitely improved compared to the last couple of weeks, but we're still only averaging 90, 83 rushing yards a game. Um, and that the run game is going to be detrimental. I mean, that is going to be the number one thing for us. In order to beat Florida on Saturday, is that we have to find a way to take advantage of their god awful rush defense. I mean, this is the same defense that allowed 286 yards to South Florida last Saturday. We got to find a way to be able to run the ball, find those open holes, and get good, you know, get good gainage in yards because we can't rely completely on Hinden. We'll score points, but you got to mix it up a little bit. So uh, overall, though, good win. Number 11, in the AP poll, highest in six years. So. If you told us, you know, back in January of 2021 that in 18 months that we would be the number 11 team in the country and 10 and a half point favorites against Florida at home, I would have called you a lunatic. So definitely (laughs) on the right track. So can't can't complain too much.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm just going to revisit what Brando just said about um, how Florida performed last week. They gave up, what, like 150-some rushing yards to USF, and then here we are coming off our best rushing game of the season. Uh, low, like you said, 238 yards rushing. We averaged 5.3 yards of carry. I think that's huge going into this game. So, again, I'm pulling for my boy Dylan Sampson. I, I just love him. I think he's going to be the next great running back at Tennessee, but he also had a really good game. Um, but I think, I think that just the way that shit's lining up right now, I think that we're set up very well to perform in this game. Um, but, yeah, just really good to see a good total performance on our side. The one thing I will say that I didn't like from this game was the 11 penalties uh, that ended up giving us 118 yards. So, we got to clean that up in this game because I think the only way that we lose is if we beat ourselves. I truly think that we have the better team versus Florida this year. So, we have to clean up that just to prevent them from getting a chance. So, I'm just going forward. We've got to clean that up. But the running game looks really good right now.
0: So, <laughs> I know that – I, I put a call in on voluntary reaction after the game last Saturday not and
4: aggressive.
0: a lot of people like, well, some people agreed with me and some people didn't. Um, it is what it is. I'm not afraid for anyone to disagree with me by any means, but I was talking about Hooker and how I still was just not impressed. And I know that his numbers speak so much. And when you read the numbers, it's it looks phenomenal. And I'm not saying that he's not the guy. He's definitely QB1. What I'm saying is it is just so strange to me how different he looks from last season. And I'm not sure what it is. Like, is it a timing thing with him and the receivers? Are we just moving slower? Or what are we doing? What what's the deal here?
1: Well, I, I think it's fair to, you know, say that about Hendon because even Hendon himself has said that, you know, I haven't been the best that I can be. And, you know, I've left some plays out there on the field. You saw it in the first drive against Pitt. You saw it with, you know, just, you know, getting started. And, for, like, you know, I thought we were going to score a lot quicker on Akron, but our first touchdown came in the nine-minute mark. So he definitely knows. Um, even Joey uh, with the quarterback coach, said, you know, it's just, like, key things like footwork, staying focused, you know, being poised for game time. Um, you know, getting those jitters out, you know, it's kind of been weird to see uh, after last year how he got so hard, uh, hot to start off. But, like, now – how it's kind of getting set, um, you know, scoring 63 points. I don't know how many were his. I think he scored, what, 42? It was involved with like 42 of those. So, you know, seeing him, you know, get involved still and that come out. It's weird. Last year we were really good in the first quarter, and this year, like, the second quarter is, like, where we get hot. We kind of, like, have involved. And then you see the second quarter is where that point differential is starting to come in. And I don't know if that's, like, a a scheme thing for, you know, fix it from last year, like, how the, the point differential went for the rest of the game after that first quarter. But I think it's definitely, you know, working in our favor. And if Pena can get better and makes every single play, you know, he's already playing great, the number two overall quarterback in the SEC. If he can dial in even more on that deep ball with, like, Hyatt, like we saw this past week, that's going to be dangerous. And the statement of saying that we have the best wide receiver core and quarterback in the SEC, like,
2: it's becoming more true every week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just also as well, you know, Heifel's opened up the offensive playbook way more this season than he did, you know, from a year ago. And so I think it's just probably just more of just the timing and because it seems like is like half a second faster than everyone else, just the way that he's throwing, like where he's putting the ball at. But, I mean, to go back to that point that Brando made, I mean, the difference in the second quarter scoring has been phenomenal. I mean, last year, I believe I looked it up correctly, we only scored 101 points in the entire year, in the second quarter. And this year alone, we've already scored 50, 59. So, I mean, the the difference is night and day. It's just the execution, those first couple of drives that, like, that they're still working on. But it seems like they're all getting a little bit more comfortable and what their roles are and where they need to be when it comes to the first couple of drives of the game. So, and I really – I mean, I, fingers crossed – but usually, around that fourth game of the season is right when everything clicks, and Tennessee needs that desperately on Saturday. We gotta start hot on Saturday. Like we gotta score in the first two drives. Like we cannot wait until it's middle or late of the end of the first quarter. Like we gotta score immediately and keep up that steam. Um, I think if we could do that, I don't know if there's a team in the country outside Georgia that could be able to stop us. I really truly believe that.
3: Yeah, I think I think a big thing. Uh, is that we were just fooled last season because we were still coming off the JG era. Um, and so it was refreshing to have a quarterback who didn't make those kinds of mistakes that he was making. So everything that Hendon did looked like just a blessing from God above himself. Um, but, like, Lo, I agree with you. There there are times where I'm, like, looking at him and he'll he'll overthrow receivers a couple times. And I'm like, you know what? Like, last season you weren't doing that. Uh, but, again, also like Brando said and, and like Drew said as well, is like, it takes a second, but then he settles in and he finds his – he finds his rhythm, and then he definitely improves as the game goes on. So, Drew, you've touched on it. Starting fast is very important for this next game, so we don't really have time to make those mistakes this time. But, again, I would rather have a quarterback who finds his way throughout the game versus starting hot and then cooling off and then giving a chance for a comeback later. So, mm-hmm. is, I mean, he's he's still performing really well. Like you said, the numbers are there. Um Something does look a little bit different. But again, I think it's still early in the season and he'll find his way just like he has before now. So,
0: great points, guys. Um, you know, that all of that makes a lot of sense. And I just want to make it clear that I am certainly not shitting on Hinden Hooker. I have said in no
3: way, shape, or form.
0: In no way, shape, or form. I'm just trying to get down yeah. I'm just trying to give an honest, like, perspective of how I've felt watching the past three games, you know. Um, Do I think that he's done great? Yeah, it's just not the same. But, I mean, who's to say that that's even a bad thing? You know, he's came out. He's led the team through these three wins. He was super resilient in the fourth quarter against Pitt. Like, all of these are very notable things that I think he's great for. Um, I would just like to see us, like, start out hot and carry it all the way through, which I'm sure everyone else on the t- I'm sure that's what they plan for. It just doesn't always work that way. Um, well, so, go ahead.
3: Well, I was going to say, like, think about it too. If if he thinks that he can perform better, and basically all of us as fans know that he can perform better, like we've we've seen a better version of himself. Look at what he's already done. Not at his best, he's put up over what like a hundred some hundred some points this season already. So, like, if he gets better, I would be terrified if I was the rest of the conference, if I was the rest of the, the defensive coordinators that got a game plan against him. Because if he's not at his best and he's still throwing 14 of 18 for almost 300 yards and two TDs and then also rushing for two, I would be mortified. But, I mean, good luck trying to stop him if he gets better.
0: That's a, that's a great point, Alex. Um, I guess summing up Akron, because, I mean, yeah, it was awesome. Um, Knoxville was absolutely freaking packed. I mean, you would have never thought that we we're playing this damn Akron team. Um, 676 total yards on offense, 6 of 13 on third down, but 4 of 4 on fourth down, which I thought was interesting, um, and no turnovers. So I was really pleased with that because against a shitty team like Akron and whenever they're dirty as hell like they were, it's easy to just let yeah. It's easy to let little mistakes like that rattle you, but they just kept going and took care of the football. So you can't complain at all about that performance. Um, and they they went they hit the over, so can't complain there. Kind of want
3: to kind of want to touch on the playing dirty, um, and this was also a conversation that we've had in the last few days. Um, let's see. Bobby Ray six is asking if we think Tillman will play on Saturday. I don't so know, I don't I, don't, I don't, I think not. It, but
1: from what I've heard, from what I've heard, that uh, Cedric Tillman is like a high to middle ankle sprain that he could play this week, he could go, he could give you some valuable reps. But I think Tennessee's confident in their wide receiver room, and that's just like this is a touch on how like how confident we've been the last few weeks, seeing McCoy, Jalen Hyatt, uh, Walker Merrill guys get into the end zone. I think this week, you know. I don't think if he's not going to be able to be 100%, you don't need to risk it for the future of what the season's turning out to be. If you feel confident, go out there and win the game. Uh, let him rest on the bye. We get ready for LSU. But I just I just don't see it. There's no reason to rush him. And, uh, you know, it'll be all right. I think everything else on offense will be fine. Dylan Sampson, Jalen Wright, uh, Javar Small. But there's no reason to rush it if it's, you know, midway. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: I think from everything I've seen, he's said that he's a highly questionable at the moment. Um, one thing I think a lot of people are afraid of if they do put him back out there is that he redo that injury. And if he does, he's done for the year. I mean, possibly even, you know, his career might take a turn for the worse, you know, in that sense, um, as far as the stock goes. But, I mean, we got so much talent at wide receiver. And it's like what I told you guys a couple days ago. This is the most talented wide receiver room I think we've had in almost 10 years. I mean, there is no reason for us to risk him out there for a game that, with him or without him, we should win regardless. Like, if it was Alabama or even LSU, like, where we have the chance to go 2-0 in conference play and be a top 10, even potentially a top five team, then that's one thing. But guys, we're 10.5-point favorites against this team. And, like, let's be real, Florida fucking sucks. Like, like, I mean, <laughs> there's no really other really way really to like, say it. Like, with him or without him, Vols are coming the spread. I mean, so don't put him out there. No need to risk it. I just Good wanted to thought. say
0: you I were to, you are thinking they're covering the spread,
2: really. I, I really do. I mean like hey, I, there's Florida, no reason for them not to. I mean Florida hate
3: week drew is a lot better than preseason Drew, I'll say well that. you <laughs> know I, I <laughs> He's
2: got coming around Florida, baby. He's coming I got around. to see Florida after three games, and what I realized <laughs> is that they can't stop the run, they don't have a quarterback, their offensive line is terrible, and they're depleted with injuries on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, there's no reason for us to not at least cover the spread. And drop at least thirty-five or forty on them. I mean, there isn't. <laughs> Welcome I mean, to the dark side, baby. I know, I know. I hate it. I hate it.
1: Dear God, I wanted to say, like, since we were talking about Akron playing dirty and wide receivers, uh, our boy Jimmy Calloway taking care of business, getting it done, throwing the, the one-two combo, ain't he? <laughs> more than the one-two, he threw the one-two-three-four-five-six on them, bro. So, I mean, just to be honest. I, He's uh, suspended, apparently, for the first half of the uh, Florida game, according to Jimmy Himes. Um, I don't know if they play him. I don't know what hype will like, – I think the first half is, like, common rule. I'm not sure if the team will discipline him even more. But if he is available for that Florida game, that's just another guy. Like, if things do get deep, they can put out there on the field. I thought you saw, like, before that happened, he had a good, like, game, like five, six consecutive receptions. So, um, you know, Ackerman, super dirty. A lot of players, Hinton Hooker just tossing the ball off. And getting hit five seconds later, absolutely ridiculous. Trying to do like rolls and stuff, and like I've seen all the conspiracies about who called, who told Akron, to, you know, play for injuries or whatever. But this is a dirty team, man. And you know, to be zero and three or one and two and an overtime win against Saint Francis University, they just have it. Like they deserve it. So,
2: all on to Florida. Yeah. yeah, on to Florida. The hell of Akron.
0: All, all right. right. So, let's go to Florida. So, (laughs) God, they looked like absolute dog shit last Saturday. Um, Yeah.
3: What a beautiful side.
0: They really – okay. So, just a few stats. They almost lost to a horrific South Florida team, barely beating them 31-28 in the final minute. But South Florida almost took it to overtime with the tying field goal. It was fairly close. And – South Florida held Anthony Richardson to 10 of 18 for 112 passing yards and two interceptions. That's no touchdowns, just two fucking interceptions, total dog shit, and then seven carries for 24 yards.
2: If you stop
0: this man, we are going to demolish Florida on Saturday. It's one singular dude. That's all you have to deal with, one dude.
1: I'll say I'll say it was crazy being at the Akron game and looking up at that scoreboard and being like holy shit like is that real cuz you saw the uh, the Arkansas score in Central Arkansas and then you saw Florida and so Florida. like wait what like it's 31-28 like it was absolutely crazy the whole place was buzzing about it um Anthony Richardson if I told you that Joe Milton had more passing yards and touchdowns than him but already as a backup would you leave me I don't think you would but uh, Anthony Richardson zero passing touchdowns, four interceptions. Yeah, he's shined as a rushing guy against Utah early. Uh, got stopped against Kentucky. They gave the blueprint. And South Florida, who has no business even beating Central Florida, goes into Gainesville, or was it? I don't even know where it was at. And yeah, in Gainesville, and almost beats the Florida Gators under the billionaire. Like absolutely so crazy. Drop I know. <clears throat> Gators. Yeah, drop twenty-four on the on Florida, bro. Like I know they're down their best linebacker, and there's a true freshman starting there. But there's no way with the corner talent and the defensive line talent and having just normal SEC talent. I know they have death problems way where you know as significant as what we did two years ago. But there's no reason they should have even been close with South Florida. And like to talk about their run defense, about how they were getting gashed, it was crazy when I went back and watched it, like absolutely crazy. And like just seeing all the quotes about Florida not being confident in Anthony Richardson right now already when he's like their only option saying that our our quarterback room is already beat up and that, you know, Anthony's kind of lingering with, you know, he's been beat up against Kentucky and South Florida and he's, you know, throwing picks and gotten hit a lot because their offensive line is pretty bad too. Um, It's just crazy to see like Billy Napier saying, yeah, we haven't let him play his best and run the football. We're not gonna let him run the football because if we do, when he gets hurt, our best, you know, option is a true freshman quarterback that, you know, we had to pick up late because our other quarterback decommitted in the 2022 class. And I just think that it, you know, we saw we did Keaton Slovis and um, Patty against Pitt. If our edge rushers get back there, if our, you know, defensive backs get back there, if Aaron Beasley gets back there for Anthony Richardson, I know it's going to be a long freaking day for Anthony Richardson. I just don't think that he's going to have the nerve to run. I honestly don't even expect us to rush a lot. I think if you just play back and, you know, make him pass, he's going to make the mistakes himself. But I just think um, overall, what we're seeing from Florida, that Utah game was uh, a
2: pretty much a miracle in Gainesville at this point. Uh, Yeah, no, it was definitely a fluke more than anything else, but you know, Tennessee being 10 point favorites, guys, this is the largest point spread Tennessee has had on Florida in 25 years. God, 25 years. The largest spread that we had prior to that, prior to this week was in 2002 when we were only five and a half point favorites. And, of course, we wound up losing that game by, I believe, four touchdowns. But this – I mean, this Florida team, no one respects them. Deservedly so. They're garbage, all right? True. I mean, their quarterback's awful. They have no offensive line. True. Their quarterback has about <laughs> as many touchdowns as Queen Elizabeth, and she's been dead for two weeks. Okay. True. <laughs> so, I mean, like, there's no reason for us to lose this game. I Amen. mean, there really isn't. I mean,
1: Checker
2: averaging 141 yards a game th- passing yards, only 134 rushing yards. Yeah, he, and a lot of that did come from the Utah game. But like I said, he got banged up from Kentucky. They still throw him out, out there because their second best option is a freshman quarterback that is playing with a fractured thumb. He's he's day-to-day. So, I mean, they got no other option. I mean, guys, if Tyler – I mean, I'm, I'm afraid for the guy's health. I'm pretty sure Byron Young and Tyler Barron are going to tear this guy apart more than they did with Keaton Slobis. I really do believe that. Yeah. Um, Even
4: Dan Mullen.
1: Dan and. Mullen even said it on a video today about how, you know, even <laughs> I, last year he was like, you know, I didn't throw Anthony Richardson out there a lot last year because he just kept getting banged up. The guy just gets injured. Like, if I know Dan Mullen is not the Florida Gators coach anymore, but I think you would have, I like, mean, you know, more respect for Anthony Richardson on the
2: mic. Exactly. And, I mean, and you're talking about in their press conference this week, like, being completely smug about this game, Anthony Richardson, like, Yeah, it'll just only be a little bit louder than the home games. I don't think it's going to be playing in Canada. I don't, you know, I don't see this as a big game. The disrespect—I mean, my God, people! Saturday is going to be the rowdiest Nealon's been since the night. Like I, I believe it's going to be Ole Miss on steroids. It's going to put the Ole Miss game to shame last year. I really do believe that. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable, and there's no reason for us to not win by at least fifteen or even three t- – 15 points or even three touchdowns. I really do believe that. The, the really, I, don't
0: want to cut off, I don't want to cut you off, Alex, but just off of Drew's point, I think it will certainly be rowdier than the Ole Miss game because everyone was so fucking hammered by 7 o'clock. <laughs> That's right. couldn't make it in. But 3 <laughs> you want to kind of dial it back a little bit so you can make it inside. So I think that will fare out better. <laughs>
3: So here's the thing is I missed I missed the OU game back when we hosted them. I also missed the old game, the Ole Miss game uh, last season. And so this is this is like one of the few times that I've got to see Nealon really, really rocking in a long time. So I've tried to explain it to people down here. Like one of my professors was like, Oh, are you taking the class this weekend? Because we haven't elected this weekend. I was like, Do you understand what's going on this weekend? <laughs> right. I was like, the balls play Florida at home and not only is it a sellout crowd, we've got Checker Nealon coming. We've got Game Day coming. We've got Barstool Game Day coming. Josh we have two, two separate coming. Game Days coming to this stuff. And they, people, was, people was mad because Game Day wasn't going to Duke in Kansas. I don't know what the hell they're watching, but like, there's, there's a top 20 matchup in East Tennessee, and that's what we really need to pay attention to. But like y'all have said, I think the funniest thing I've seen this week is that everybody on this show, plus the listeners combined, have thrown the same amount of touchdowns this season that Anthony Richardson has. And also, let, let me remind you that our backups threw less incompletions last game than Anthony Richardson has thrown, uh, or has thrown picks this season. So what's uh what's it? Oh shoot, I forgot. Milton, Milton throws two uh, two incompletions, and Richardson's got four interceptions on the season. So again, we know how Florida always plays against us; how they always play their best game against us. But I truly think that this is different. And like it's been said, with uh, with Tillman's health, I think Tillman is the difference between us winning by like 24 to us winning by about 14. So I, I don't think there's anything getting between us and blowing Florida out of this game. Uh, once the crowd gets behind us, I think Florida won't understand what to do. And I just want to run them off the field. We're not going to rush the field. Obviously, I don't think that is appropriate for this. Um, but please – come prepared to lose your voice and lose your hearing for the next few days because that's what I'm going to give. I I
0: that is so freaking accurate. Um, all right. I, I agree with the Tillman thing too because as a coach, there's just no way that we should force him to go out there. I mean, especially with the bye week. And even then, we still don't know how good he will be for LSU. I mean, this sprain, I mean – yeah, an ankle spraining over in a couple weeks, sure. But I would rather have him on the back end of the season and make sure he's a hundred percent healthy with our depth that we have in the locker room at wide receiver. So I I agree with that. I don't think people should worry if he, if or when he's going in or if he doesn't come in at all. Um I think that's for the better. But, oh, yeah,
1: but, yeah. I was gonna say, like that's a great point I wanted to mention earlier, is like a high ankle sprain, like Lowe's like, uh, you know, a shorter time span, but like that, that high ankle sprain of like being able to come back, like you see it in the NFL, you saw with like guys like Dalvin Cook, wide receivers in the NFL, it becomes a lingering thing. Like when you do it, like Drew said, like if you put him out there at risk, it's only a chance to get worse. Uh, Tennessee, we saw, you know, with Cade Mays, when that happened with him, you saw, you know, him play through it, but he was banged up for half the season. You kind of wonder like what his full potential would have been like, he, like seeing him limp off the field. And I wouldn't want Cedric to go out there, and, like, see him going through that pain when I know that extra week for LSU can get him back to at least over 50 or 75%. Like, they gave him, like, I think ball quest was, like, it's 50-50 right now, but Tennessee feels confident. So, if that's still the case, you know, if he can be, you know, 75 85%, whatever, for LSU, that's definitely the best-case scenario two weeks from now. Um, just to see him go out there and ball. Like, his jump ball is the way he makes plays and athleticism using his height and, like, his size. Like, I would that have to be at the full best-case scenario. And if, if that week matters, then, yeah. But I think this week's definitely key for guys like Brew McCoy, Jalen Hyatt, that proved that last week wasn't a fluke, and, you know, Jimmy Callaway and even Walker Merrill, like, guys that are going to go out there. And you haven't even mentioned Joe Milton's 65-yard bomb to Ramel Keaton. Like, those two guys were clicking late in the uh, second half. So, you know, I feel confident in our wide receiver room, and I think they're going to go out there and make
2: plays. I mean, I was even going to say as well, like, this is a fantastic opportunity for Ramil Keaton to finally show, like, what he's put in for the last two and a half, three years uh, as far as the offseason goes. I mean, he's going to get plenty of reps on Saturday. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think Jalen Hyatt's going to still be our go-to wide receiver for a lot of these plays, and deservedly so. I think he's the best wide receiver we have right now so far. But we just have so much debt, man, even with Squirrel White. Like, even Squirrel White played great last weekend as well which was awesome to see so it's just comfortable knowing like that's the difference between like this team and like say like three years ago you know with where it's like if Jawan Jennings or Cali went out like we were fucked like completely fucked and like now it's like we got three four five wide receivers that we can rotate and still play at a high efficient level of this offense so huge game Go ahead, Brando. I was going to
1: say one thing I want to see, though, was like um, the penalties we were talking about earlier. Like the, the past two weeks against Pitt and, you know, Akron on um, Brew McCoy just for being physical and like better than somebody and being able to make that play, like the offensive pass interference. Like I want to see this week, you know, Brew be able to go out there and manhandle somebody in the 15 jersey, like it's, you know, against Florida in the past when we saw that number 15, Juwan Jennings, and make a play. But, you know, the, the penalties on him, like I feel like that's a disadvantage for his size and like the play advantage. has been like straight off the line of scrimmage. It's not like he's going out there and doing nothing like it's not like he's going out there and not making a play. Like he's playing to the rules. I want to see yeah. that, see that get fixed. And I think um, even though Hyatt's the main guy and he had a career game last week, I want to see a guy like Brew McCoy get more than five catches or more than four for 37 yards. I want to see him get involved. A few touchdowns, you know, a deep ball here and there like we saw against Pitt you know, that's going to be key. But, you know, I want to see like us play physical off the line on that outside of Tillman is out. Definitely. I
0: think we got a good setup here. So as we discussed earlier a little bit, uh, Tennessee is now set at a 10 and a half point favorite. The over under is set at 62 and a half. And let's go around and see one does Tennessee cover? And two, over or under, you have to
1: pick one. Um, I'm not really good at math, but I've had the same score prediction all week, and it's been 38-21 Tennessee. I just think Tennessee wins by more than 10 and a half. I even have us winning by 17, uh, maybe a field goal here and there by Chase McGrath. I know he missed one last week. I want to see him redeem one this week, uh, be another big field goal like in the pick game. Um, I think Tennessee, I don't know what that is. Let's see, what did I say, 38-21? And the spread is what? 60? Yeah. So I'm gonna say uh 59 points. I'm gonna say the under, I guess. So um, I definitely see it being a high scoring game, not over 60 points though. Um, the Florida offense, if they were that bad last week, and they were that bad against Kentucky in Gainesville, I just wonder what they're gonna do coming in here with 101, 101, 915. Anthony Richardson's first Rose uh, Bowl game, away game, and then. Billy Napier, his first away game as a head coach, too. That guy, you know, he's been making all the quotes and bulletin board material, but I don't think he knows what he's getting into. I think Lane Kiffin last year, talking about the Ole Miss game, like, he kind of knew the idea of what he was getting into. But Billy Napier, like, all this stuff and how we're crazy and craving this win this year, uh, it's going to be wild in there. So I think the crowd is definitely going to have effect. Um, I think Tennessee wins this by more than two uh, scores. So
2: I think, I think it all depends if – Linebacker, Ventrell Miller for Florida, if he plays or not. Uh, Billy Napier said said today that he's a game-time decision. Uh, you know, he was out since early in the Kentucky game. And he's – I mean, honestly, I mean, like that defense is like a complete night and day difference with him on there in the sense that he is like the core leader of that – like the entire defense. He's everywhere on the field. Uh, if he's not – I mean, if he's not out there and they don't wind up playing him, from what sounds like, he may describe like it was a subjective injury that – He'll go out there when he feels like it, which I think if is the case, he's going to wind up playing this game. If he doesn't, I got the balls 42 to 20 when this game, and Florida will get a late touchdown in the fourth quarter to bring it up to 20. Still under, still under, regardless. If he does play 38 24, Tennessee, regardless, regardless of the spread.
3: Low, what did you say the over under was again? I'm sorry?
0: 62 and a half.
3: 62 and a half. Okay. Um, from. From my prediction earlier in the season, when we had the the live show, I went thirty five twenty four. I'm going to stay around there. I think it may go up to thirty eight twenty four. I think we we may get a field goal somewhere else. Um, but again, I think Brent or Drew, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head with Ventro Miller. Depending on whether he's out there or not, will determine how well uh, Florida lines up on defense and uh, can try to stop us. <laughs> um, I actually saw something else too the other. Or, the other day is, uh, what was it, number 21, one of their big uh, defensive tackles or defensive ends. The big boy who threw the dude from USF down. I was like, how many cramps do you think he throws this this Saturday? Mm-hmm. Uh, just something funny. But I I think Florida will try to pull out all the stops and all the gimmicks like that to try to slow us down because they know that they can't hang with us. Uh, but I think I think we cover the spread, but we stay under the, under the over-under. So I say 35-24, 38-24, somewhere around there.
0: All right, I would just like to say, I don't know if anyone forgot, but South fucking Florida put up (laughs) on this team. Okay, let's let us please not forget that. I I think someone lost something here. Um, 38 is pretty good. (laughs) I'm going with, I feel like this game is going to be a little bit weird. Um I can see Anthony Richardson having a better game than he's had the past couple games. Like, I don't think he's just going to be as atrocious as he's been. He's probably going to turn around a little bit. um, And we will get caught off guard a little bit. So I'm going to go 45, 27. And I'm going to take it over.
3: Hey, I do. I do have something to say though. The person who has the most to lose in this game would be Drew, because oh, no. he did, he did via our live show on record pick Florida to beat us. So, Drew, sure. technically, you have the most to lose this weekend. Granted, I, mean, I, I mean,
2: like I told you, it's it's a win win regardless. With that, True, that's what because, I was about to say. The because the with it all. If, if we lose, then I'm right. But if we win, who gives a fuck? The ball's exactly.
4: absolutely whenever whenever you're
3: going to date with that doll. Exactly. If you're I mean, correct, I'm then
2: skybox, we'll do karaoke night, it'll be a great time. So. If you're correct, then me, Brando, <laughs> meet Brando, <laughs> me,
3: Brando and Logo down together. But if you're wrong, your team wins. And you get to experience
2: a great atmosphere of what exactly. Neelan's going to Like, like I'm so. in a win-win regardless. Because if we lose and I picked us to win, then like I'm gonna be
3: pal pissed off for the rest of the night but yeah. it's like pal pissed off what um, is it uh what's the rest of <laughs> yeah. so I'll call i wanted angry. to
1: point out before we move on uh ventral miller the star linebacker he was back you know running on a treadmill today via his instagram story Uh obviously that really doesn't mean anything but if he's running on that hurt knee. um he's you know trying to get back as quick as he can i don't know how much that'll you know contribute to saturday but even then man like this florida team's bad like they're, they're bad. The defense is bad. And I think the big plays are going to come, whether it's in the inside, across the middle, like we saw South Florida do all last week, or if it's, you know, in the running game, seeing guys like Jalen Wright and Dylan Sampson, uh, you know, star their name inside the game. But I just think that's going to be a, a key point seeing if he plays. I still think Tennessee, you know, covers the points of the spread. But um, also to point out that, that crazy clip that went around of that, you know, lineman, there's no way that man plays more than 15 snaps. I looked it up. That man is 415, bro.
4: Four, oh, he's he he cramping early first
1: quarter. First drive, oh, he might. Crap. So he might get like a 15, 20 plays, like he's a Jordan Davis prototype. But that man, I just don't see. If you don't run the ball to him, like he's
2: not gonna have an impact. And like, there's just no way. I mean, but, dude, like, and Hooker would basically just have to walk away from him. And he would be already at that point. So. <laughs>
3: Hey, if 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 Hooker makes a cut, then he's cramping. I promise you. He go look to he go look to Coach
1: Napier, be like, oh yeah, my leg, and then just grab it and did, fall. Did y'all see a <laughs> tweet from Billy Napier? The quote on him where he was talking about how do you like you know game plan going to tempo like with your game plan. He's like, well, there has to be you know some kind of strategy around it. You know, obviously if you run a tempo or playing against tempo, you have to control your offense to play with the, uh, that speed or keep up kind of thing. And to hear the word strategy, like the first thing that went to my mind was the cramps. Like cramp. I definitely think that if they if they can't keep up, like Florida is definitely the type of team. Like let's be honest, that program is gonna go and out go out and do it. But grab I your mean, leg
3: and fall. That's all you gotta do. Grab I your just leg I fall. think it's
1: key to have. I think it's key. Like we talked about the second point difference this year. We need that first quarter buzz this year. Like against Florida, if we go out there and put 21 up straight up against this trash team, like I just don't see no way. Anthony Richardson's going to have one, the confidence, or two, the ability in general to come back from that, you know, that much down on his feet with no talent around him. I just don't see it possible. But you just got to start off early, hit him in the mouth, um, treat Florida like they're Florida. I know Juice Davis is probably somewhere hype right now, going crazy. And I almost want my gator killer. Started, I have it somewhere, but I, I'm, I'm definitely rocking it this Saturday for my white section. I'm in I'm in a white section this week. So,
0: God, me too. I hate being in the freaking white section.
4: It pisses God,
1: me dude. You know, I want to point out, I'm sorry, like, you know, I went to six stores yesterday to see a white shirt. I went to Walmart, Target, and I ended up having to go all the way to Kohl's to get a freaking white Tennessee shirt because no one had one. And I didn't trust the Vol shop to get it to me by Friday. So I was like, I'm not risking it. Bro, it took me three hours to find a white Tennessee shirt.
2: The other option you had was that you could have just went to the Vol shop on Friday in person and bought yourself a white shirt.
1: I don't know if you know, but I went for Akron. I went to the Akron game for the ball shop, brother. It was no, I couldn't even get to the bathroom. I didn't even go in the shop. I wanted to go to the bathroom. It took me 35 minutes. Like it was terrible. The line was outside the store.
0: It was out of control. All of the ball shops were like, like the lines. When I went to do the Tennessee tailgate, my mom went to the ball shop up the road and the line was around the store and outside of the building to purchase something forever.
2: I can't imagine. Right next to field house social. That is the better one. It's they got a more variety and less lines. So highly recommended. I'll say the ticket, it's like it's you know, getting inside
1: so for, for, for being a soda game, The getting inside, I know like me and drew complained about it last week, getting inside was much easier this week for me at least. And, uh, that was great to see. I know with the whole electronic thing, I already got my tickets downloaded for Florida, so hopefully, like we all get in there, man. I just, I think, like I know Trey Wallace tweeted out there's like a 2,500 ticket allotment for Florida fans, and I don't know if it's gonna be upper deck or bottom deck, but I just hope we give them hell, like respectfully treat them like they're Florida.
0: Absolutely. So, do we have anyone else joining us now?
1: Supposed to be, yeah. Yeah, we got a few in queue. If y'all wanted to. Go ahead and,
3: uh, yeah, we have, we have uh, Drew's friend. Drew, if you want to take it away.
2: Yeah, uh, this was the guy, him and I first started off a podcast about three or four years ago, just rambling on about random college athletics and NFL stuff and everything. One of the very first people I met when I lived in Prague six, seven years ago, one of my best buddies is actually having his first ever Neyland stadium experience this Saturday for the Florida game. So he's, he's more of hyped up about it. So, uh, yeah, his name is Dan. Get him on here. He'll love to talk shit to you guys. So let's have that, Dan.
1: <laughs> the first ever Balls A T D live caller, Dan. What is up, my guy? <laughs>
4: hey, it's, it, it's good to be. It's good to be here. I'm coming from you live from Philadelphia right now. I'm gonna be down in Knoxville in two
2: days. Yes, sir. I can't wait. I mean, of course you had a fucking LeBron's to go on your Dan. Yes, pack. sir. Come, Come on,
1: brother, all right? And
4: speak the truth.
2: I mean, if you're going to be rocking
1: with my man, Drew, I know you're about to have a hell of a time. Uh, Drew,
4: Drew, Drew is a clown. Drew's is a clown. You know, he, yeah. he is he is Skip Bayless in his LeBron hatred, you know?
1: I, I, I mean, if you haven't heard, heard level. Him, man, man, I don't know if you've heard him on our show in the past. He knows
4: six his six SEC weeks. football, though. I'll give him that. He knows his SEC football. He knows his football.
1: Dan, <laughs> Dan, the past six weeks, Drew's been on this show, you know, claiming that a loss for Florida, even at the live show at Skybox Bar and Grill, I want to get your opinion on the Florida game coming in. I know it's your first kneeling experience, probably. What are you expecting? Like, I know, obviously, how do you see it matching up? Are you going to be one of those wild guys in the stands?
4: I'm going to be one of those. Well, I, I even brought orange orange paint with me, as, as Drew will Drew will attest to. But I, I tested it, and it doesn't come off very easily, so I decided not to use it. <laughs> so I'm throwing, um, I'm throwing it in the bin. I look like a British carrot. So, not I'm, not, really I'm, I'm not wearing the orange cane.
1: Obviously um, I'm
4: looking forward to, you know, a big, a big SEC rivalry like this. I'm, I'm looking forward. To, you know, the Vols should win easily. If you don't, um, I'll be really surprised. Anthony Richardson, he hasn't thrown a passing TD. You know, come on.
2: I know. He's, he's done about as good of a job at quarterback as your queen, who's six feet under, dude. I mean.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
4: <laughs> oh wow wow Woo. that's disgusting <laughs>
1: oh my god
4: that is you know
1: if we're <laughs> going to talk about disgusting things let's talk about the Florida Gators um obviously this week it's going to be wild I think last year was crazy uh, when we all went to Ole Miss and saw what happened there with all the calls and you know the intentional you know injuries and just getting the crowd riled up This week, I think it's just pure hatred and pure bliss of the last 14 years of what's been going on against Florida. And it's going to be a lot of, you know, anger exited out. The stage is completely set. Um, Peter's calling you rude in the comments, Drew, for talking about his (laughs) clean like that. But I think overall, man, like all the hype is crazy. Um, You would never see national media be so confident in a Tennessee pick against Florida in decades. And... Um, long live the queen, but I hope you have a great uh time here, Dan. It's gonna be a great uh great memory for sure, man. First Florida game, W.
4: I'm really looking forward to it. I, mean, I hope to meet you all. And obviously, go walls. Hey, I forward. love your fucking accent, all need to
1: hear, right? go
0: Vols. Love the accent, <laughs> I forget to hear it in person.
4: You will, you will. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'm there all week, I'm there all week for you. Don't worry.
2: He'll be there. He'll be there at Hobson Hollers with me on Friday night. <laughs>
4: That's right. We're, wrong. Going,
2: yeah. We're gonna get this man fucked up on some moonshine. Oh, oh dang, I thought we all had questions for And hey, he said, "I'll be here all week, but not right now." Not <laughs> man, he got us <laughs> out of here. <laughs> <you, laughs> <Drew>, man.
1: <laughs> the queen, really?
2: I mean, okay. I have my beliefs on on the queen and all those things. Not that I would ever dispute that on okay, the show. Okay, hear me I out, hear me out, hear me I out. even. Are, are you crazy. one of those
1: guys that think, like, she was long gone before the announcement came?
2: Well, yeah. Like, dude, I mean, she was walking dead. So, I mean, who cares? She's dead. I mean, like, did we not fight a war over these people to, like, not be rolled by them? I mean, like, this is getting ridiculous. All right, who's the next call
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. moving on moving oh on. my fucking god who oh, no. do we okay. got we got uh next we got uh, the man the myth the, the legend boat. the man that traveled all the way to skybox bar and Grill to see us all with haley uh the overall balls atb goat mr stone colds ball 98.
5: What's is. On, what is going on guys. Let me I got to I got to grab my beer real quick. Hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my That's god. So <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> Coming in with the. That's love passion. right there. That's love right there. Oh, okay. oh, we're talking we're talking about the flag. That's on me. Sorry. It uh <laughs> I actually got it from the ATB store, so you guys go get your Let's Go Brando flags. Let's um, go,
1: Brand! Oh my god! I just keep that. now. Nah, you're fucking crazy. Dude. What the fuck? Nah, you're different for that, wild. brother. Hold up, move your head real quick. I need a screenshot. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, yeah, for sure, for, That's sure. for sure, crazy. Um, obviously, I haven't seen you since the balls. ATB be live, so it's got a box bond girl with juice. But a uh, huge week coming ahead. I know you're heading into town. Going to be a crazy game possibility, uh, so, bro. How you doing? And what do you expect this week?
5: Man, I'm 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 chilling. Um, I'm a, it's gonna be a big week. Sadly, I will not be in Knoxville. Oh, I got go to go out to – Yeah, yeah, that's on me. That's on me. I got to go out to Dyersburg for my grandpa's birthday. So I mean, I guess that, I can't. That's fair. Exactly. But who cares about a birthday when you're um, seventy-five? <laughs> 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 You've had it, <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'm gonna be, be honest go with you. This uh this line scares me at ten and a half. Uh you know, I know Florida's it it's Florida. They're coming into Knoxville and they're probably gonna give us a run for our money. With that being said though, I think him and Hooker has a breakout game. Uh we actually cover uh and I'll take the over on that as well. Tennessee wins 45-24.
0: Oh, there it is. Very
4: similar. Awesome. Oh. Okay.
1: That's a great question I wanted to ask y'all. Um do y'all think if Hendon Hooker has a breakout game against Florida, does that automatically mark it at his best game as a Tennessee ball? Oh, easily. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's I'll no agree. other
2: performance I can maybe think of. Maybe the only one that could be relatively would be as good as this Kentucky one last year, but date. I mean, oh man, to, yeah. To literally be in the same cat. I mean, he would be the only other quarterbacks within since 2000 that has beaten Florida was Casey Clawson. Eric Ainge, and Josh Dobbs. To be in that type of category and spoken of within those same groups of people, he would be inst- – I mean, he'll instantly be a Vol legend. I mean, he already is, but it would solidify yeah. status with a dominating mm-hmm. win over Florida or even a win for- over Florida for that matter. Exactly. Well, I, I agree with that.
0: There's no way around it. And, I mean, what better way to rally everyone, Knoxville, and your whole team behind you – and then take a bye week before rolling into LSU. Like, if they win this weekend, they'll be ranked top ten in the country. They get a bye week to fix whatever they need to fix, and then they roll into LSU with a solid chance to win. Um, this game is everything for Hinden, I think.
1: Not only for Hinden, but, man, the future of this program. Like, I know we haven't touched on recruiting in a while. Now, this weekend is absolutely huge. You have most of the ball commits. Yeah, a newly ranked five-star defensive lineman, David Hobbs, who's coming to Tennessee with his final two, being Alabama and Tennessee, most believe, with Tennessee probably having a slight lead. Uh, you also have different guys just coming in. It's going to be absolutely crazy, uh, all the rumors, you know, coming up. Top 10 class already with the bumps for Nathan Leacock and Tyree uh, Weathersby. But, you know, just looking forward for the 2024 class, 2025 class. You know, that student section part is going to be packed. You know, every single seat for this game, you know, without a doubt, is going to be filled and the experience for the future of this game, to talk about, you know, being a program changer or looking for the future, like, there's no doubt that if you beat Florida in year 200, Josh Heupel, and, you know, continue the trend, and obviously there's the rest of the season, like, we saw Butch beat Florida and then fall flat on his face, but, man, like, if you can continue that trend and, like, everything that's going on with the pay raise and all the good news, like, there's been nothing but good stuff, and if Tennessee continues that, man, like, they're definitely destined to get into that top stage of college football and be one of the top teams, man. Top 10... Going into week five, that would be absolutely crazy. Um, if you would have told me two years ago after we fired Jeremy Pruitt that we would have a guy with a high-tempo offense and be doubling our, our offensive average score and you know averaging 52 points this year so far, that would be absolutely insane. Like, I'd call you stupid. And to say that we're a 10-point favorite against Florida, like without a doubt, everyone thinks that we're going to go in here and win this game. It's just it's different, man. So all in all, it's just wild.
3: Hey, I got, a, I got a question for
1: everybody. We'll start
3: with Stone Cold, but I, I kind of want to go around the room. We've given our predictions for the UF game, uh, but now I kind of want to hear player of the game predictions. Um, so, Stone Cold, if you want to start with that, if, you, if you're ready to answer that, we'll go ahead and start with you.
5: Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with a good Jeremy Banks here. I think Jeremy Banks absolutely goes off this game, uh, racks up a bunch of tackles, gets a couple sacks in there, might even get a pick. Um, Anthony Richardson, like you guys said earlier, no touchdowns, four interceptions. Like, that's just terrible. This guy's not a good quarterback, not a Heisman contender. Um, Jeremy Banks is going to go off. I mean, I know I said it's going to be a hand-and-hooker breakout game, but uh, Jeremy Banks is going to set this defense solid, and um, he's going to get the job done.
2: Warren Burrell will get his first interception. He's not playing. <laughs> not surprised.
1: Okay, he uh, has well, a lingering injury, Drew. Why Why would you not be surprised? Are you trying to diss the man's performance on the field? Are you trying I mean, to I mean, diss Warren Burrell's to, performance? I mean, are you trying to call out I mean, players by I mean, name, Drew? I mean, I Warren I mean, Burrell is I mean, dealing with an injury in his shoulder of a previous injury, and you're over here you're talking sick. about his performance? You're, you're
2: sick. sick. Just for three weeks. I mean, this is absurd. This is absolutely ridiculous. True.
5: Drew. Drew. Drew, Warren Burrell is the face of this franchise, all right? I don't want to hear oh, this no. man's name. Okay, <laughs> okay Drew,
1: before, before that, we go on to a I mean, downward
2: spiral that. on the Florida yeah. Show, who is really? your legit pick? Okay, realistically, probably Jalen Hyatt. I think this is a game right. that Jalen Hyatt will really go off and be able to get 150 yards and a couple touchdowns. I think it's going to be a very similar stat line that he had from last Saturday. And then from defensively, uh, I mean, I would see Byron Young getting two, at least two sacks and three tackle for losses in this game.
1: Okay. For mine, I'm going to say offensively, I definitely think it's uh, – I'm going to agree with Drew for once, actually, and it's going to be Jalen Hyatt. Just because, like, what we saw with the pick game, like when the run game wasn't going, you saw the quick pass Jalen Hyatt on the outside against Akron. You, follow, you saw him finally go deep with Jalen Hyatt that we haven't seen since his freshman year when J.G. was at quarterback. So to see them hit that deep ball and to see his speed finally, you know, break away – um, that's going to be huge for me offensively with, you know, especially if Cedric Tillman isn't good to go, the big plays or the short plays overall. I think he's going to be uh, getting this offensive moving at the receiver court, just with Brew kind of, you know, still learning things. Um, It's going to open up opportunities also for Brew. I guess for defensively, I'm going to take Jawan Mitchell just because this week was his first week back, right? It was his first week back. And realistically it was a year off of like football in general. The man had an impressive game. He showed out, um, very little rust was out there, you know, getting pressure, involved in a lot of plays early. I just think that they said mentally he's bought in. I think this game would be a huge game to prove it as a sleeper. Drew's over here shaking his head. But, you know, linebackers have to start, man. If you got that depth of linebacker after all offseason, we talked about how we were scared of linebackers and safety play, right? You have Jeremy Banks, Aaron Beasley, who showed out, you know, uh, Jawan Mitchell's back, and then you have true freshman Elijah Herring who had two sacks against Akron. Like it's looking a lot better than it did, you know, preseason. So I would love to
2: see you know Jawan get involved after being out for those two games. So, I mean, Jawan has played game a year, and Aaron Beasley is definitely, I would argue, the best linebacker that has played for us so oh, far. Yeah. Played better, way better than Jeremy Banks. I, you know, guys, if he came on the field, that'd be great. But I'm not really worried about that. Let's just let's just hope our DBs can get the job done.
0: So So my picks, I'm going to agree with stone cold. You know, banks has had the ball tip his hands multiple times this season has never got it done. I think he's hungry for a huge game. Um, so I'm going to pick banks on the defensive side offensively. I'm going to switch it up from Mm -hmm. y'all say that Hendon and brew finally get their timing down. I'm going to pick brew McCoy. Um, he's physical enough. He has the opportunity to just demolish these dudes out here if they can get their timing right. And I think that they've probably been working on that a lot, considering it's been off for the past couple weeks, um, or not ideal. Um, so those are my two picks, offensively and defensively. And I just can't stop thinking about Saturday.
3: <laughs> hey, that's that's honestly what's been on my mind all week, is like, dang, is it Saturday yet? But y'all, y'all took mine with Jalen Hyatt. So I'm going to go with what we were talking about earlier in the show, and I'm going to say it's either Small or Wright. I think since since Florida has shown that they have a very poor rush defense, that they that Jabari Small gets back on track, and Jalen Wright keeps doing what he's been doing. So I think they both collectively have a really good game, probably rush together for somewhere over 150 yards and a couple scores themselves. Uh, defensively, I also wanted to go with a linebacker, but I'm going to take a defensive end. I'm going to say either Byron Young or Tyler Barron. I think Tyler Barron reminds us why he was a highly rated recruit coming out of high school and shows us flashes of what he has been doing. And if you remember the last time we beat Florida, there was another a number nine defensive lineman who tore him up and Derek Barnett. So maybe this is Tyler Barron's time to remind y'all that he is talented and he's, he's got the ability to make some, uh, create some havoc in the backfield. Um, as we said that Florida has a switch to his offensive line. So hopefully he gets after it and causes Anthony Richardson more problems. So y'all took mine, but
2: I'm gonna go that way. So. Harrison, uh, yes. right there. Very. That's a bold move, comparing Tyler Barron to the greatest defensive end in Tennessee. He might. We never know.
0: All
2: hope right. You're, hope you're right.
0: So, <laughs> Stem, else that you need to. You want to say before we wrap it up and get out of here for Florida
5: Haley? Well, I want to say one thing, Brando. You you brought the Jimmy Callaway situation up, man. Oh man. And listen, I'll, I'll tell you. I will throw Jimmy Callaway up there with Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Callaway has that dog in him, and he is going to pull off. <laughs> Four catches, five yards, and a touchdown. I'm telling you, he, he's coming. Um, but
1: it's, he's going to be Stone right, Cold.
0: Man. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Your, your performance has been so good that your internet <laughs> no, sir, um, I guess. Yeah, yeah. One, W flag, absolutely beautiful. Love the design. Two, I think, um, like Lois said five minutes ago, all I'm thinking about is Florida haven't been able to work straight. Uh, you know, one more work day for all of us tomorrow. I'll be there Friday night, you know, get ready for the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. It's absolutely crazy. Like, the environment's stupid. We've hyped it up all season not knowing they like, not expecting to probably be, like, 3-0. and I mean, we probably did. But, like, to see it on the field and how it's happening, like, how confident we are going into a Florida game, like, it's different. It's a good different. And I'm not going to believe the the battered ball syndrome. I'm going to go into this week confident, be happy, uh, be happy with, like, all the people around me, 101,915. And let's go fucking kick Florida's ass. Like, let's go out there and win by two scores. Let's go win the game. Let's come back here next Wednesday, talking about being four and zero, and you know it's fuck Florida, hate Florida hate week. So, I mean, guys, at the end of the
2: day, if we just have fun, that's all it that matters, right? <laughs> Champions alive, dang it! Champions rig alive, rig, baby. <laughs> right. Where, Liz? Let's just have fun, guys.
0: Absolutely not! Get out of here, with that shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kick him out! Kick him oh, out! Oh my god! <laughs> no. Nah. Fuck Florida, that whole entire state will flood and go to hell. So, oh my god, that's <laughs> even worse. Fuck? Goated. You're goaded, so. except for <laughs>
3: Miami. I gotta make it back. But anyway, I know we've been, uh, a couple of us have been uh, drinking on a show tonight. But what we need to be doing is we need to be prepping. We need to be drinking some water. We need to be drinking some Gatorade. We need to be drinking some Pedialyte. Lot. Powerade, make, sure make sure you got your powerade. I don't give a dang.
1: I'll
3: be profing, your I'll be playing and your I'll be cheering because that's what we're we'll gonna be doing on Saturday. So just make sure we take care of ourselves because there is a monumental game on Saturday that we're gonna be dang. ready for. We gotta give our all 3.30 at CBS. It doesn't matter. We're showing up at like 10 30, 11 30. And we're gonna do the dang
4: thing.
0: I love it. Um my final rant is I better not hear one fucking complaint about anyone standing.
1: Thank you, oh, thank you. If no really no, no. you in the wheelchair, so yeah. one yeah. years
0: old, your ass better be standing up, or you should last
1: time up. in your life. Like
3: you better get. If you're the Queen of England. You better be standing. That's all I'm saying.
0: The Queen of England will be standing up. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: standing I don't want her. Ground, it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True, I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't believe you said that to your friend, bro. Like that's just.
2: Crazy. I know him like yeah, that. So it's all good. That's like a freaking. <laughs> Person from the UK talking belief. about Kobe Bryant. Like well, he knows my belief system, my thoughts on the royal family. So, like it was expected. I mean, yeah. he he's like way worse shit about folks from Tennessee. So he's not active at before all. Before we go,
1: was a, I want to say I just wanted to say I have the my college game day sign. I'm gonna be there bright and early. I just wanted to mention this on the show. It's gonna be throw mustard, not a cleat. Thoughts?
4: Mm.
2: Throw mustard. Not the I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually really disappointed in you. You really should be promoting the podcast, Brando. So, like, where's like the We didn't just in? have 78 live viewers in the show tonight. Like,
1: you think we're not doing? Just, just put, it, put the mean, balls ATB logo in the corner. We'd be good. Hey, yeah,
4: man, I
3: got
4: you. I got you. Put <laughs> a, Q- um, a QR code. A QR code.
3: what's just gonna be Florida? Hey, Stone Cold. Uh-oh. Stone Cold. Even though you won't be there, I will personally say this: me, Brando, Low, Andrew will drink one for you. Oh yeah, probably more than one. Yeah, I will say.
5: More. I appreciate it. At least somebody's yeah, listening.
1: Right. your, your connection is dead. Yeah, not right. sure what he said, I love you, Stone Cold. I, I, I love you.
0: Shout out to our guests. Shout out to everyone um, who listened and watched us tonight. And I guess we're gonna wrap it up. I am ready. Final thoughts. Get down there. Get down there early. Be loud as hell. Stand the hell up. I don't care what's wrong with you. Um, and be ready to watch the Vols beat Florida's ass. Final statement. Fuck Florida. We're going to be 4-0, top 10 in the country. And I think that's how we all feel. So until next week, maybe, unless we take it a, a week off for bye week. The one thing oh, is that
4: –
3: we do plan on being around G10 at uh, yes. around eleven like thirty or 12, so please put out a tweet. Come meet yes, us. If we, we will be there. tweeting. We'll, we'll be sending up pictures. We'll let you know exactly where we are. Please come up. Say, hey, drink a beer with us. I,
2: that's if, really about it. If you ain't there, you're not going to have any of the pumpkin pie moonshine that I'll be bringing on Saturday. So is, You heard the man. As I'm the not great,
4: tequila,
0: so you got to bring your own shit. <laughs> As but we'll drink t-
1: <laughs> we will, you won't be drinking alone on Saturday. But
3: yeah, All we'll right. be we'll let y'all know where we are, but come find
1: us. As the great Daryl Taylor said, once we're gonna whip that fucking ass, uh Florida hate week in full effect. Let's go beat the gators, put Billy Napier in a statement, and the native in the ground. Let's just go beat Florida. Go Vols.
0: All right, that's it for us. Good night, Go Vols. Good night.